Alright, we're, <laughs> we're on DAF uh, 107 today. Sanhedrin, Kuf Zain, Amud Aleph. And uh, we're picking up on. Uh, one, two, three, four. Seven lines up on DAF 106B. And today's DAF, we're going to have two, three main topics. We're talking about David and Gehazi. And David, there's going to be two topics within that topic of David. One is David's test. The ta- David kind of asked God to test him, and uh, God did, and it ended, where, ended up where it ended up. Um, and another theme here is going to, we're trying to exonerate David in different ways. So I counted seven different ways that the Talmud kind of finds ways to understand David's sin, um, kind of play it down in one way or another. And uh, Masechet Shabbat, it says openly that David, anyone says that David's sin is just making a mistake. It's, this whole, there's whole, this whole drasha. So if you read the simple reading of the Torah, uh, it's, it's hard to mistake the fact that it seems like there's a sin there, and that he did chuba for it, and, and etc. But uh, Talmud tries to understand it in a different, in a different, um, in a different way. And um, then on Daf Kuf uh, 107b, we're going to get into Gehazi. And um, like what he did, how he made the public sin, he made a lot of people sin. And there's a discussion about how um, he was pushed away by Elisha, and that caused uh, bad things. And then we're, from there, if you look on the next off, uh, on the next Amud, see there's a big empty space there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an that's an um, that's a censored area, which discusses how Jesus was pushed away. Um, with he was pushed away, and that's what caused uh, that's what caused him to go off the path. So, oh, yeah, interesting Kesher. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's uh, and they like went into some tavern, and I thought his rabbi said that it's like a beautiful tavern, but he thought it, it, he was referring to the uh, owner who was a female. And exactly. Uh-huh. It's sort of like the old ladies taking you into the uh, zonot. Remember mm-hmm. the little stores? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You like that story? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, this is interesting. So, so people send Darsh in those things. Probably what to do there. But these are going to be four statements of Rabbi Yochanan. These are ways that the rabbis remember them. You said, you know, we want to remember these four statements of Rabbi Yochanan, let's say, in our heads. Uh, and that's how they remember them. But that's we're just going to go through them now. Rabbi Yochanan. So here's the Shlosha one. Shlosha Malachi Chavala needs the new. So we're still on the topic of Doeg. We were talking about him yesterday. He's one of the um, one of those who don't one of the commoners who don't get into Amaba. So three Malachi Chavala, three uh, destructive angels came and uh, approached Doeg. One made him forget his Talmud. Another one. Burnt his neshama. Another one spread his uh, his ashes through the synagogues and the batei midrashot. So, um, questions like what what's this about? I didn't find someone relating to these three specific things what they're about. But I saw people talking about it. he he spoke with shanara, which is uh, corresponds to three deadly sins. So he had three things happen to him. But I didn't see someone connect those three things to these three things specifically. But um, but here again, we're going to the idea that Shikach I don't know if you remember we talked about that. That mm-hmm. like he was he had a lot of Talmud. So how do you certain tension? How does he not have a place in the world to come? So before they did anything to him, before before they burnt him, they for, they made him forget his all, all of his Talmud. Okay, and the idea that they mifazeres afar afar in synagogues. I don't know what that what that's about. Here's another statement, Rabbi Yochanan, and this is the uh, this is the Ra'u part. This is Shlosha Ra'u. So they they're listed together here in the Mishnah, but they they never knew each other. They didn't see each other. Uh, they were in different time periods. That's all. So they they didn't never got. To, remember we learned this a little bit with uh, what's his name with uh, Bilam that he didn't get to half of his days. We said he's either thirty three or thirty four. So um, here here are these two. They also didn't get that to that that. The, they didn't have long. So when it says "lochetzi mehem," their life was cut short. Essentially, they, so they, so what's yemehem? According to the Tehillim, the days of seventy. A, a 70. Right. So they didn't get to half of their days. They didn't right. get to thirty-five. Right. So one of them got to thirty-three. One of them got to thirty-four. The question is, why did one only get to thirty-three and not to thirty-four? Um, we'll see. 
Those who are uh, uh, contemptuous people um, and they're the murderers, they, they don't get to half of their days. So Achitofel um, ended up killing himself um, when he saw that David, uh, he was like a um, consultant of David, and he went over to he went over to um, the enemy, went over to the other side, and then uh, and he he had a plan. And David sent over Chushai also to be one of another uh, uh, consultant there, and Achitofel gave advice to go attack David immediately, and he wasn't listened to, and then uh, because he wasn't listened to, he got upset and he ended up killing himself. So some people say Shoshim Shalosh because he brought his death a little bit earlier than 34. If he would have waited out, he would have he got to 34. In the beginning, David called Achitofel his rabbi. Um, in the beginning, he called him his rabbi. So the idea of alufi is that you taught me, um, you taught me something. Um, you, made, you, you, you made me, uh, you caused me to have new knowledge. And then he called him his friend. Or his colleague. We're going to go together into Beit Elim. In the end, he called him Tamido. You're, you're eating my lechem, which Archie says in the top of page, um, So I also don't know where, what, in the end, it wasn't, he, I mean, in the end, this wasn't the end. He wasn't his Tamid. In the end, he was his, like, enemy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, he could be his Tamid, but go, I mean, yeah. it's not a double to us, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So he's so trying to make it how close they were? Yeah. So he, he trusts him, he has faith in him. I mean, who he talks about that like, like he has faith in Betach Ba'ashem, right? So Betach Tibo. He's mm-hmm. talking about the man, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. he's so close yeah, to he went him. over to Avshalom. So, right? Yeah. He went, by the way, he went over to Avshalom, uh, David's son. That was the, that was the time. But what, do you, what did you want to say? About no, no, I'm, I'm just saying the way it's described. That yeah, the Betach Tibo, that could be something here. I'm just trying to figure out, because like, this is like pre, this is pre um, when he went over to Avshalom against him. So why, why, is this telling us how, how, how this all happened that, Slowly, slowly. I don't know. Originally, so, David. Yeah, I see your. I see what you're saying. What's say, that? Maybe that this 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 evolution of their relationship had something to do with with him eventually going to Al Shalom. I mean, maybe, ah. maybe maybe maybe. I like maybe that. Feel, he wanted maybe, to be. The, I was your rabbi. Then I was your friend. That's now really I'm your subordinate. Your student. You I know like what? That. I'm going over to the other guy. I like that. That's good. That's good. I like that. And then there too, he wasn't listened to. He was it. working his way down. There too, he wasn't listened to. And then, and that's why he ended up again above average. I think. Yeah, yes. that's really good. Like yeah. Because yeah. he also didn't get this. Bob Gaivish is, it's not said explicitly here, but maybe, as you're saying, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what people really don't good. like to go right. down. People like a. F- that's really good. All right. Amarav Yehuda Amarav. So here we're now, we're on to David. And this is kind of connected to, um, we're on to David, because we're talking about David Achitoha. Um, don't bring yourself to any Sayon. Don't don't accept upon yourself. Say you know God, uh, I'm, uh, try me on this thing. Don't you know? Don't don't trust yourself too much. David Melech Yisrael Hiviat Smoli Deni Sayon Vinichshal Amalafanav. So he said he said Rebbeinu Shalom. He said he came up to Hashem. He said Rebbeinu Shalom. Me Maomri Melohe Abraham Melohe Tzav Melohe Yaakov Vinomri Melohe David. Right? Why don't they put my name in there? Amar. So I'll tell you why. Inu minsuli vaatla minsuli. I tried them, and you, I didn't try. So we won't talk about Yaakov and Tamar. Yaakov, Yehuda, and Tamar. Sorry. Oh, that's Yehuda. Yeah. Yeah. Might mm-hmm. my, my mistake. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. Well, I wonder if there are other trials there. I mean, they pass. I'm just trying to think. Did, did they indeed pass all of the equivalent trials? Well, Abraham, we know Abraham passed his trial. Yitzchak had the akedah. He went. He passed his trial. 
Um, well, yeah, Cove had a lot of trials. Just with, he fought with the Angels and with his kids. I mean, yeah, Cove had a complicated life, so it's not clear. I mean, he. You know, in the beginning of his life with his with a sob and like the trickery, I don't. It's not so clear. But I assume that uh, I assume that the, the Nisayon that they're talking about here is with Bacheva. Yeah, that's David Nisayon. Right, and that and that's <laughs> and, he didn't, and he, so until now, no, until that until this point, he didn't have the Nisayon. Bacheva, God, God said, you know, you're you didn't have so many trials in your life, so I can't mention you in there. Somebody who's overcomes their trials and they're still strong and steadfast in their faith. Those are the ones that should be recognized. So David said, "Well, okay, let's uh, let me get in there. Give me give me some opportunities, and uh, you know, put, put me in the game, coach. You know, let me let me get in there." And so God said, "Okay, I'll put you in the game. Uh, you might regret it, but um, uh, so you know, I'll put you in the game against like this. Uh, you know, I remember once I was playing in this uh, basketball league, and we were like just like JV, and they, we played against this like amazing team. It was like we got you know sm- like killed, and so they were like in a different league." So it's like, you know, I'll throw you in there, but be careful. Uh, the team's really good. It's going to be a tough, <sighs> tough trial. So, uh, so he said, uh, so he goes, uh, try me. It says in the Pasuk. So uh, God says, So I'll, do, I'll, I'll try you, and I'll, even, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you uh, some assistance. I'll do something for you that I didn't even do for them, and I'll still mention you in, in the Shemona Yisrael if you pass this test. I'll tell you what, I'm, what, you're going to, what your trial is going to be in relation to what your trial is going to be. In relation to lewd sexual acts. Miyad, so immediately, um, and that's how, when God brought it upon him. David, the Pasuk says, uh, he got up from his Mishkav, that Arab, that after he said, you know, try me. And then he saw Ishah Rochetzim Alagag. He saw a woman uh, bathing on on her on her roof, and that was Bathsheba. So, so in order to avoid him to avoid falling prey to this uh, this sin, he tried to you know now he had he had some clues, so he tried to protect himself from falling prey to this to this to this sin. And so he uh, what did he do? Amar Yehuda Shafach Yom. So, in order to prevent himself from falling into this sin, he started uh, cohabitating in the day. So, um, so that he would kind of have it kind of out of his system, and then uh, it, would, it wouldn't be, if he saw somebody in the day, if something came upon him in the day, in the night, maybe he's just in his house. He doesn't have any connections in his palace. He doesn't connect with people. Throughout the day, though, he does. So he said, I'm going to have sex in the day, so I'll be uh, satisfied and I won't be um, flustered. He won't be on the hunt. I'll be t- exactly. But you didn't remember the halacha, uh, David Amelach. The halacha is the exact opposite. That it says, and it's interesting, it says it's a halacha. Uh, I don't know if it's a halacha. Nitamami menu halacha. He forgot this general principle. Ever katanish badam asbiora ev marivo savea. There's a small limb on the, on the individual. And the more you, um, the more, one second, um, the masbio, when the more you um, satisfy it, it's hungry. The more the, hungry it becomes. The more hungry it becomes. The more you, more you, uh, more it's hungry. The more you um, deprive it, the more it's at, uh, satiated. So the more sex you're having, the more kind of more engaged you are in that, and the more you're going to be driven to to have to have more. Um, so he says. So, so you forgot that. So that's what drove you to to be driven after um, uh, Batsheva. So you made a mistake with that one. But he tells us, "But he tells us a gag He's walking on the, on his roof. And this woman was uh, bathing on, on her roof. She was very beautiful. So what, what was going on at this time? So was it, was it just like, uh, was she just, there was a bath, no curtain, she was just on the roof, that's it, and he was on his roof, or what was going on? So it says, She was, she was um, shampooing her hair, and... And there was netting. She was covered. She was, you know, she wasn't like just exposed completely. And then the Satan came and looked like a bird. And David and Melech shot an arrow at the bird. So I don't know if he's trying to shoot, shoot an arrow at the Satan. I think it was just like maybe he was, I don't know, maybe he wanted the bird. I don't know. He shot an arrow at the bird. Um, the bird, uh, instead of, but instead of hitting the bird, he hit the netting. And Rashi says he hit like the beehive. I don't know, it's a it. But a lot of people explain it as, as netting. And then, then, then the netting broke, and, uh, and then he saw her. 
Um, so, I don't know, I think this could be an allusion to the idea of, like, the Yetzer, like, he was trying to, um, he was trying to get the Yetzer, which is like a bird, something that's like, you know, it's, at least it's compared to a fly in a certain place, and he's trying to catch it, and he wasn't able to catch it, um, and he shot it, and instead <laughs> of going, instead of shooting it, he, he ended up in a, um, in an even worse place. So that's what we saw, like, you know, he was trying to, like, avoid it, and he wasn't able to avoid it. Um, yeah, so, um... Immediately, so he went to go ch- you know, to inquire about this woman. Who is this woman? This beautiful woman. Uh, so they told him, "This is Batsheva, Bat Eliam. She's the she's the wife of Oriachiti. Be careful, she's she's married." So so in the end, this is what happened. He uh, he fell prey to, to the sin, and he brought her to his house, and they were together, and you probably know the story where he sent off Chiti and, into war, uh, or Yachiti into war, in the front of the, front of the legions, and um, he ended up, uh, be, and then he ended up being um, critiqued by uh, Natan and Avi, and saying, like, you know, how could you, you had everything, you, this guy only had one wife, and you, you have, like, 18 wives, and why, why, you know, why, why, why you keep looking at other things, stay focused and be happy with what you did have. Did they ever discuss whether Uriah got any sort of reward, reward, compensation? Yeah. I mean, the poor man falls prey to the king. He gets sent yeah. into battle. He obeys the orders, gets killed, yeah. loses his wife, loses everything. Nah. I mean, yeah. What did he do to deserve this? Yeah, and and if he point. didn't do anything to deserve it, I wonder, that's a really good point. I have this book on um, on Shay. Atanach, uh, Atanach. I can look up his name in there. I'll put that. I keep bringing these things. I'm not looking them up, but hopefully I will. <laughs> um, it's a good point. Yeah, me scan. It seems clearly like a sin, but yet I've heard some rabbis say that he didn't sin when he did that. David. Yeah, David. Yeah, that's what he mentioned in, in Masechet Shabbat. He said, anyway, he said David sinned. He, he made a mistake. Uh, she, she, he was officially divorced because it says anyone who goes out to war. Um, um, they give them, they give their wives a get before it's a whole. So dis- they won't become. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they explain either go through it step by step as to why he didn't sin. But the other people say he did. He did sin. And it clearly, he, wasn't in the spirit. And I was going to say, yeah, yeah. And, and the, now, how do you slice it? So this Gemara seems like they're uncomfortable with it. They're trying to find all kinds of ways to explain it. So they're, they're and they don't they don't blankly state that. Uh, that he didn't sin. They could have done that. They didn't do that here. So there's kind of certain acrobatics, that you could say, to try to... I mean, the truth of it is that David is a complex figure, right? I mean, even his relationship with Yonatan. I mean, Yonatan's the son of the ruling king who, as far as we know, didn't... I mean, yes, he had a couple of... You know, he didn't... Um, he didn't kill, what's his name... Uh, yeah, uh, no, no, no. The the Shaul. What did Shaul? Do? What did Shaul do to lose the, the Malchut? Yeah, Agag. Agag, right? He didn't kill Agag. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I mean, here's his son hanging out with this usurper, and 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 they become fast friends, and mm. I mean that whole thing. You know, yeah. David turned. You could argue that David turned his son against his father. I mean, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, by Wolby from mm-hmm. conservative movement and like ra- a big rabbi um, he has a whole book he has a book he, he, put t- he wrote a book on David Melech which he just tries to like highlight all the different sides of him in different chapters it's a pretty good book actually mm-hmm. um, he's a, he is a complex figure for sure um, and, uh, and, and I think way, I think the story if you just read the story in a simple way I think like to say that it was a sin I think that's very valuable because you see in Tehillim it talks about his tshuva in one of the psalms and you see like that this is how you do you, you, he accepted upon himself his sin he repented and there's a huge message there um, yeah, he didn't hem and haw with this when he was confronted he knew he was guilty yeah you know yeah. He, yeah, didn't, yeah. he didn't start saying well you know he was actually not I mean that's a tough yeah, shot it's a shot yeah so, it's, uh, so and I think that's valuable that's speaks valuable. to him Reading it that way, to being too. a real person, and it's interesting how Hashem would test him with sex, because when the when the Jews go out to war, they were they knew that about taking the captive women, that you don't ask person right about um, you can have sex with your captive women. You, you don't ask us to to do stuff that we can't. Yeah, you, know, you don't ask us, the inhuman. You, you don't ask us to control. Yeah. The, well, that's the thing. 
God doesn't ask us. He asked God. No, that no, I'm problem. saying this. He got a little cocky. All right. Yeah, I mean, if, maybe he that was his downfall. That, yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't take upon yourself extra things. God gives you what you can handle. Right. If you're if right. you're asking God for more, God knows what's up. You know, when you ask God for more, right. Then God will give you more. Which actually may also be consistent with the idea that when I studied Nedarim, that you get a sense that they didn't like the, the Chazal didn't like Nedarim. That you're taking upon mm-hmm. yourself extra. Yes, yeah, true. Things that you got enough. You got enough to do. Right. Yeah, yeah. Keep them in yeah, Don't yeah. add. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it says, you know, um, test my heart and visit, visit me in the night and try, uh, try and you won't find any presumptuous thought. So he says here, Mar, um, Halavai, Iku, 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 I wish that a muzzle would have fall, would have kind of fell on my on my mouth. Um, that I wouldn't have said that that kind of uh, those kind of things, asking God to try me. So. Um, forgive. He says, "God, forgive me for that." So now we're talking about reflecting on the sin. Now we're going to reflect on this for like through the next daf, kind of the sin, trying to understand the sin. Before it was like, "How did it happen?" Because he asked God to test. Now we're going to reflect on the sin. Um, he says, so forgive me." So they won't say that um, this the harsh um, They won't say that this this the, our big mountain was dr- driven away by a by a bird. Um, by this sin, um, kind of forgive me, so people, so it won't look bad for future generations. That's what he said. So here's another way to kind of um, exonerate David or make the sin look a little bit um, less less bad. Amar David So that pasuk says, uh, "I sin in front of you." In order that uh, your words will be uh, ju- will justify your words, and and your judgments will, will appear as right. So let's understand that. It's known in front of you. If I could, if I would have wanted to overcome my answer, I would I could have done it. So so why so Davi, why don't you overcome your answer with Bacheva? He goes, well, I didn't do it because they wouldn't have said that I'm more right than God. God said, uh, "I'm going to try you. Let's see if you can succeed." And if David would have, uh, over, uh, David, David, Hashem didn't put David in the Shmonaiser in a Elokei David. So obviously he knew what he was doing. So David said, "Well, try me, and we'll see if I can get in." And, and if David would have passed the test, it would have made God look bad. So David said, "I don't want to make you look bad. Therefore, I'm going to. I could have overcome my answer easily. I didn't. Look, so I, don't, I didn't want to make you look bad. I didn't want to go." Yeah. So here, that's like another example. So so far we had uh, the, the, first. So far we had that David. The sin didn't come from David. Like just just naturally, it had some background. They asked God to try him. So that's like already lessening the sin. And then you had here that um, <coughs> that they won't say that God um, <coughs> that God didn't that God didn't wasn't justified in his words. So it says. Um, I am, uh, I am prone. I am prone to stumble. Um, I am something to, to stumble. And my my pain is 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 in front of me always. So here's another explanation of the sin in a more of a positive light. She was she was destined for him. Six days of creation. Well, what was the problem though? See, here they're not saying there wasn't a sin. But rather, it came to him in, a, in the wrong way. B'machov. So they're not saying there wasn't a sin. There was a sin. They were, but they were meant for each other, but it happened at the wrong time or came in a painful yeah, way. Yeah, it was a country song. You came along one promise too late. Okay, yeah. V'chen ta'ana, devei rabbi Yishmael. Ro'yai ta'ala David b'atsheva b'atliyam elisha achla paga. And Rashi says, achla paga, paga. That, I'm sorry, uh... Here. So, you know, things could be destined for you, but you have to wait the right time. Don't, don't, don't force things in Avodah Hashem. Wait for Hashem to, to bring it at the right time. So this, 
my Ubitzal e Tamchuvenes, who Nes, who Alai Nechim, Karu Velotamu. The Pasuk says, uh, I was, uh, while, while I limped, they were happy and they were gathering. They gathered all the wretched, wretched people and they, they tour and they, um, and they never cease. So, Lodamu. Amar David, if Baruch So, David was kind of like, people were teasing David about his sin. So, this is kind of saying, all these people gathered around me were teasing me. It's part of his, is how he suffered after his sin. Amar David, Baruch even if they would have uh, tore my 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 flesh at this point, my, my, no blood will come out. And that's what it says. Karu velodamu. It's not that they didn't cease to 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 tear at me. Rather, if they would have tore my flesh, it wouldn't have bled. And the idea is that when you embarrass somebody, they they lose the blood in their face, they lose their blood in their flesh. You kind of like they become pale. He says, if, even if they would have like tore me to pieces, no blood would have come out because I was so embarrassed by them. So they're going to explain how he's embarrassed. So when they're the Beit Midrash, they stop in their mission and say, Ah, oh, David, uh, what, what's the halacha of Habal Eshet Ish? What's his punishment? They would embarrass him that way. So, they, so I answered him, and I answered them in the Beit Midrash, Oh, you want to learn halacha? I'll teach you halacha. So, nachon, there is a punishment. But I have another thing to tell you. And that individual has a chalak even though he did it. But the halacha is that somebody who's uh, embarrassed somebody in, in public, they don't have a place in the world to come. So, that's uh, he tried to kind of get them back when they tried to get him. So, I'm not so sure what the complete connection here is, just the fact that we're learning the psukim. And we're learning, um, so here's Rav Yudah says, even when Davi was sick, he still um, was, he still uh, had relations with all 18 of his wives in order to give them, provide them with Ona, what is obligatory uh, 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 private um, time with them, sexual um, connection. I think I remember with what you were saying before, I think I remember hearing that with, um, when David fought against Goliath, the reason he was destined to have with Shiva, but when he fought against Goliath and threw the stone and Goliath knocked down the sword bearer of Goliath, he wasn't able to pull out the sword to chop off Goliath's head. And so he promised the sword bearer that he would let the sword bearer have any maid, any Jewish maiden that he, the sword bearer wanted if he pulled out the sword and give it to um, David. And that Hashem was upset at David for making such a promise. Making such a promise. Uh-huh. Interesting. I, uh, thanks. Yeah. Um, so even when he was, even when he's sick, he uh, did a still did ona mitzvah ona. Yegati banchati. I was uh, I was weary from groaning um, and speaking all all night in my bed. But in my uh, my tears, I melt away my bed. So uh, even when he was like. But Dimato, Rashi says, you know, even when he was, uh, Rashi says in the last Rashi on the right side, even when I'm when I'm suffering, I'm sick or whatever. That's what the one says. Even when I'm when I'm sick, I'm tired, I still do that mitzvah. Um, and I, I make my, my bed kind of mamis. I make it like um, dirty uh, from Tashmish. Um, okay, what the connection is, that's uh, worth thinking about. So David asked to do Avodah Zarah. David came to the Rosh, it says. And um, and so Rosh is Avodah Zarah. So why why would he why would he want to do Avodah Zarah? Shneimar, <coughs> how do we know that Rosh is Avodah Zarah? Vehut Sama Reisha Didahav Tav. So it says in in Daniel that the 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 icon that image was uh, was Zahav and is Avodah Zarah. So David tried to do Avodah Zarah. So why why did he do that? Amala um, David. Uh, okay. Amala. So, uh, so so this is why. Uh, Hushai, who was David, David sent Hushai to Absalom to kind of foil the um, the, the advice of Achitophel, who was who was uh, who moved over to Absalom's side, David's son. And so uh, Hushai came to uh, to 
David, um, and he was uh, he he had Adamal Rosho. He was mourning. Amar le David, Yamu Melashik Motcha. Amar le David, Yamu Melashik Motcha. Yavod Avodazara. They will say a a, a, pers- um, a king like you will serve Avodazara. So how, how could it be that a king a king like you would uh, would do Avodazara? So David said, Melashik Moti Yargenu Beno. So what's worse that I would do Avodazara and I would I would be killed because of that, or the fact that my son will kill me. So he says, I'm, 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 I might be destined for my son to kill me, but I don't want it to look like that. People, Rashi says that that's, <coughs> here, Rashi says, Melashik motcha, chasid shikmoti, yagob, no, vayim, yitramim, me to touch, so I'm such a chasid, and my son killed me, people say that God's not just. But if I go and do a sin, like serving Avodah and they kill me, and I'm killed, even before my son kills me, that, that will look better. So I don't know, that's kind of a crazy thing, right? It's better, so, I don't know, I guess, David. we said all the three cardinal sins, you're not supposed to do them, even if there's going to be a, a, yeah, if there's going, I don't know. Even if you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. I know, David's looking out for the welfare of God in both of these cases. He's a victim. Just, right. What was the previous case, remind me? Well, with, with, with uh, Bacheva. Adultery. 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 I, 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 I didn't want to. I didn't want to look like you tested me. In, you know. That's really good. So he's got adultery about the Zara and yeah, um, murder. But also the justification is. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's like some sort of uh, another layer here. Just like why adultery? Bacheva. Oh, okay. D- adultery. That's the. Okay. Yeah. Zara, and Reta, with Oriachiti. Yeah. Interesting. Three. Yeah. But I thought actually it's not adultery. I thought it was incest. Was the adultery? It's adultery. It's adultery. Yeah. Trust me, I know. Yeah. Okay. Ma- oh. no, only because okay. <laughs> I know. Those are, those are no, 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 I have those are the things I like to study. Okay. 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 The thing of it is that what we know about David was probably written by those who supported David, mm. right? Because he won in the end. Yeah. So it says that he was yeah. he was a real guy. <laughs> yeah. So mutavshi avod avazavayit chalal shem shemayim beforehes. Yeah. Mar my time because yeah. So why? So he so he answered him. So Hushai tried to kind of like get him to uh, try to help him relax and say. Uh, um, it's better. It's still. It's still okay. It's not going to be a chilul Hashem if your son kills you. If that, even if that has to happen, why? What's the reason you, you married a pretty woman? So he goes, if I tell her, God, God well, it's forbidden to marry a pretty woman. If I tell her, God allowed it. My you mean didn't you darsh in the smuchi and it says one place it says esi ifatar and right afterwards it says ben sorer more. Kol nasei ifatar yeshlo ben sorer more. So anybody who marries a fatar, their 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 son is Ben Sorer Marwe. Um and so the idea is like they, they won't say that your son that it was because of you your your sins that 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 your son killed you. Rather they'll say it was because uh, your son was was wasn't a good wasn't wasn't in a good place because everyone will know that that halacha of your fatar. So it won't make you look bad. It won't make the kingship look bad forever because they'll say he was your son was bad and wasn't you who was the problem. Rashabi Dostai Zimim Biri. Lama David Domele. So here's another way of lessening the sin. Okay? David kind of uh, made God kind of. Um, he bargained with God. If you go to the Shuk, you can like bargain these people down all the way down. So he, that's what he was doing. Lama David Domele. Socher Kuti. He was like a Sumerian merchant. It says. Amar David. Lifnea Kadesh Baruch. Ribona Shalom. So the pasuk, there's a, if you, there's a pasuk that says like this. Mishkiyot, it's in Tehillim. Mishkiyot me'avin nistart nakeni. Gamizidim chasoch avtecha. I am shul biazetam nikitim So there's a lot of statement types of sins there. So they're gonna go sin by sin, and they're gonna say David bargained uh, God down to like not think of each of the think of a sin, um, think of a sin in a better way each time. So he says, Amar David then goes Rabbi Shalom. Mishkiyot me'avin. Amar so he said God. Who who who's who can even um, who can know what these uh, these unintentional sins are? God says, "Okay, I'll let, I'll forgive I'll forgive them." He says, "Mistarot God cleanse me of the nistarot." And Rashi says, "These are like intentional sins, but they're done in private." God says, "Okay, I'll cleanse you of them." Gami zedin chasoch avdecha. 
Um, even the intentional sins that are done in public, you know, free me of them. God says, okay, but I'll, I'll, I'll let that go. I am sure to be as a tam. So it's the pursuit continues. Um, don't those who uh, those those don't 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 let those have dominion on me, and then I'll be faultless. So Rashi says. Uh, so David says. So don't let them tease me anymore. <laughs> don't let the Rabbanan tease me. Speak about me, Rabbanan. And so God says, okay, shvikilach. So I already have four. And the continuing pasuk says, Niketi Pesharav. So, so the last part is a Niketi Pesharav, the fifth one. Um, he says, so God, uh, one more favor I have to ask from you. Don't, don't, don't record everything that happened to me in, in the Bible with David and Bathsheba. Don't, don't, don't put my disgraceful stuff in there. Uh, God said, ah, here, that's where I draw the line. Yifshar. So I took the Yud from Sarai's name and I turned it to Sarah. But this Yud that I erased from the Torah, even the small, the smallest little letter, it was upset that it that it that, that I removed it from the Torah. This Yud, Shinatati Misarai, Kamashanim. for years it was it was crying and, and screaming until Yeshua Bosaftilo, Shinemarvi Kramoshela Hoshea Beni Nun Yoshua. So that's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Kola parsha This parsha, if it's a full parsha, I'm going to remove it from the Torah. It says here. So at least, um, at least, don't you don't remove it from the Torah, but but maybe you could forgive me for that full sin. A mark for a teach Shlomo bincha lomar b'chokmato. Shlomo's going to say, someone who brings uh, brings fire into their lap, their clothing isn't going to get burned. Someone walks on on coal, their their legs aren't going to get burned. Anybody who t- who's with a, a married woman, they won't be able to be cleansed. Uh, so, uh, so so he says, God, well. Well, that's the end of this. That's all. I mean, there's no no way out. Uh, I'm asking you to to free my sin, free me of the sin. And you say Shlomo said this, your son, and I have no hope because Kohachi and Itrada Hukavra is talking about himself. Hukavra, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be um, banished from from the next world. I'm like, so how do you how will you get out of this? Kibelach Yisurim, Kibelalav. Accept upon yourself uh, Yisurim afflictions and and then you'll be able to to overcome it so again here's another thing where it's like lessening the sin his sins in general and saying that god said i'll let you let go of that let go of that let go of that and even the, the big sin which we understand as a, as a, as a sin in the, in the tanakh they're saying that he was able to kind of somehow bargain or discuss that with god and god said and if you accept upon yourself yisurim i'll cleanse you of that so you're going to say what are the yisurim david was a was a uh, leper for six months. Number two, presuming in a Sanhedrin. Number th- and because of that, um, the Sanhedrin, uh, the Shechina uh, left him, and the Sanhedrin also uh, also uh, didn't associate with him. So how do we get to this? So that's that's pretty simple. Uh, cleanse me um, with a with a with a hyssop. Um, um, and I'll become cleansed and 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 removed from the shelik, mishelik albin. So or I'll look like shelik. So cleanse me with shelik, cleanse me with shelik, and I'll and I'll become white again. So <coughs> from here you see that like, there was a certain purification process from the tarat. So an, uh, the shechina is removed from him. So God, he's asking God after the sin, God, please help me be happy again. Please, please bring me this uh, this this pleasant ruach again that that left me after this sin. And the son of Jerin left him. Dichtiv Yashuvli Yirecha, and the continuation of the pasuk is Viyodei uh, Edotecha. You know, return to me those who are your feared ones, and those who fear you, and those who know your your, your testimonies. So the son of left him. So we see here that uh, the tsarat was he maybe accepted upon. I don't know. It doesn't say accepted upon the Sarah, but it just juxtaposes it. He accepted accepted upon your Yisurim. He accepted. Mm-hmm. And they talk about his Sarah. So, um, so yeah. So he says he had six months. He had Sarah. So how do we know? So how do we know six months? Okay, right. In Hebron, he was king for seven years. In Yishalayim, 
Shloshim v'shalosh shanim. In another place, it says, V'chevron malach al Yudah sheva shanim v'shisha chodashim. So, make up your mind. Is it seven or seven months? Seven years or seven months and six months? Ah, those extra six months, they must have been months of leprosy. <laughs> Somehow they... Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh... Okay, so Amar Lefanav Rebbeinu Shalom Mecholi Al Tovon. A second. So he says, "Forgive me for that sin." Um, a second. So again, we're going to David asked God to forgive him for that sin. Um, a second. Okay. Mecholi Al Tovon. I say, "Imi Ol Tova." Give me a give me a sign that uh, that uh, a good sign, some some sort of good omen. And then all and all of my sonim, all my people hate me, and and they will be embarrassed because you are help, you are my you're my helper and you are my comforter. So he says, okay. So so David goes to the next stage. He goes, okay, you forgive you forgive me my sin. You know now now let me have a sign that um, that that even those who hate me because that was what David was suffering from, right? He's all those people are making fun of him and and uh, that affected him a lot. So he says, even those I want them to. Um, to see that you are my savior and you're my helper and you're my comforter. says, I can't tell you in your, I can't let you know this in your life, but you, um, this will be made known in the, in the life of your son. So the, in Shlomo's time, he says, uh, you know, he built the temple. He says, oh, let's go furnish it. Let's bring in the Aron. And get it together, get things go- get things going. All of a sudden, though, the the gates they 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 they, they were glued to one another. They were stuck. Uh, um, uh, so he says, "How am I going to uh, how am I going to un- un- unglue them? How am I going to like uh, separate them? These gates? I want to get in there. I want to put the iron in there. Get things get the temple moving. Get the temple working." So he figured, uh, "I'll I'll hire a locksmith. No, not a locksmith, but rather a streamva arbor and a nut." He said, "I'm going to say these twenty four uh, these twenty four um, <coughs> Renanot, um, I guess these songs, um, and, but he wasn't answered. Amar so, so, so he tried another thing. He says, This is from the from Tehillim. Uh, raise up your your gates. That's the shot, right? Raise up your gates. Uh, open your gates. Open the gates. It's like where you know. And then the Melech Kavon come in, and then the Aron can come in. So who is the And then God will come in. And but still he wasn't answered. He, so he had he didn't just have a, a general twenty four prayers. He had a specific prayer for this. Any prayer he did didn't work. But then he said, then he said, ah, let me bring let me uh, bring my father's memory. Um, let me raise my father's memory here. Maybe that will help us. At that time, that when he mentioned David, he was answered. It's interesting, right? So God didn't forgive. Compl- well, God didn't at least announce that the sin was forgiven until Shlomo's time. Maybe it was forgiven beforehand, but still, you see, like there was a, a side. This Gemara accepts that there was a sin. They're just trying to alleviate yeah, you it. Know, it- you could have this as a different interpretation yeah. that really what, what, what we look at today, if, if you put yourself at, the, at that time, that maybe David, there was issues with David. You know, people knew what he was doing and it wasn't so good and he, he started off with son and Shaul and, and Absalom rebelled against him and he didn't build the temple. And, and really only in hindsight when, 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 when Shlomo, his son, built the temple and brought everything together, did people say, ah, you know, in hindsight, if he's the son of David, David must have been a great king. And today we, we have the whole story. Yeah. And so we That's... and so we look at David differently, but at the time it was really Shlomo who somehow rehabilitated his father in a sense. Yeah. Which also gets to this everything we talked about before about can can children elevate their parents wow. and, That's and really so good. forth? That's really good. And we said they a could few, a few pages earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice when it all connects. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really good. Um, okay, so now now so we finished David now, which David wasn't really even um, like he just kind kind of got in there because because we're discussing Alamaba and so um, 
so we got it. So now we're back to those the commoners mission the Mishnah who who don't have a place in the world to come. Another one's Gechazi. He was uh, in the time of Elisha, and uh, we're going to see what he what he did wrong. Um, where, where did he go? Where did Elisha go? He went to go uh, help Gechazi do tshuva, but Gechazi didn't lo chazar. And so, uh, so Elisha said, "Chazor uh, yeah, do chazor you know, do tshuva." I learned from you. I learned from you, Elisha. As someone who's who's chote umachti at rabim, someone who makes the rabim sin, the the uh, the masses sin, it's hard. It's very hard for them to do tshuva. Let's put it lightly. They must be They don't. He doesn't enable. He's not enabled to do tshuva. So they're going to ask, what did he do? What were these public? What were these sins that he did that he made? What did he? What did he make? What sins did he make the masses um, uh, fall prey to? Some people said he put like this magnetic stone on uh, on uh, um, the calves of of your on the avodazar of Yeravam and it elevated them in the air. So think about what that means. Another st- another opinion is that he put in its mouth. Uh, he put he He put something in the the, the avodazar's mouth. And it kept saying Anochi velo yelacha, and it kept saying uh, uh, the, the first two uh, commandments of the Torah. Uh, let's see uh, if there's anything here. Um, if it says anything about the uh, this this thing here, no. That's it. Okay. Um, and and it was kept saying whenever people passed by, it would say you know, uh, uh, forcing people to hear the ten com- the first two commandments is I am your God. That's Avodazar would say I am your God. And a third opinion is Rabbanan Dacha Mikame. So he, whenever rabbis would come to the area, he would uh, dis- disperse them. He would tell them, you know, he would try to get them out of there. Whenever people would come to, uh, in front of Elisha, rabbis would come there to visit, he would find a way to shoo them away. Shanaimar, um, uh, it says, after, after Rechazi left Elisha, the Bnei Nevi'im said, uh, so after Gechazi left, they said, wow, it's really crowded in here. So said, well, why is it after Gechazi left? Because while he was there, it wasn't crowded because he would shoo all the rabbis away from, mm-hmm. from uh, Elisha. So think about what that means. Why was he shooing rabbis away from Elisha? Maybe he wanted the connection with Elisha to himself. I don't know. But this whole idea of shooing rabbis away, we're going to see that he was shooed away. And that's what, uh, that's what led to him. another thing that led to him sinning. Um, until now they they weren't uh, they, they, they wasn't overcrowded okay so here we're getting into this piece and this is where the censored piece in the Gemara is going to come in um, it says here it says here it's like a big uh, principle in education that when you push somebody where you cens- censure them you should uh, not overdo it you know, don't don't push them. So your right hand is your strong hand. <coughs> don't push them away with your right hand and bring them close to your left hand, your weak hand. Uh, but rather, push them away with your left hand, but constantly pull them closer with your right. So while you're pushing them, you're still bringing them. You're bringing them in, so they know that you're just you're 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 putting them in place for because you love them and not because uh, you don't want them close to you at all. Yeah. Loki um, Elisha. This is not like Elisha that pushed Gechazi b'shteya dying. So. Uh, it says that he uh, he made him a leper in the end. That's how we know that he put, he, he pushed him away for two yadayim. Gechazi dichti vayomer Naaman. So uh, there was this king Naaman who um, who uh, Elisha helped. Uh, he he helped heal him. And he told him how to how to purify himself in in the in the, in the in the river, and then he would be free from his leprosy. And now I'm, I'm just reading. I'm just like saying it outside. And Naaman um, uh, was so grateful. He wanted to give uh, Elisha riches for that. Elisha said, I'm not going to take because I don't want him to think that this is just like a man-made thing. I want him to know that this was a miraculous thing. But nevertheless, Gehazi said, I'm going to, I'll take the money and I'll, I'll put it in your bank account or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that upset him. And that's why he said that, um, so he got, he got upset and he pushed him away with Chia Dime because of that. So we'll see that. <laughs> so Naaman said, take, take these two talents of gold. This is the king said that. And Elisha said to him, 
Where's Gehazi right now? You took the Kesef, the Kadim, and the Zaytim, the Karmim, the Tzernabakar, the Vadim, the You took all these things, and I'm, I wasn't happy about that. Um, so, Misha, so, says, so did he really take all that? He only took Kesef Gadim, it says, that he took. Um, Kesef Gadim, who, the Shakel. So he was learning Shmonat Sratim. Here's going to go through the story again. He was Mitzurah, he was a leper. And, uh, and this other leper said to, uh, to Naaman, if, uh, he came from Eretz Yisrael, if you want to get, uh, if you go to Elisha, he will heal you. So, so when Naaman came in front of him, um, go in the Arden, go in the Jordan. So he's like laughing at him. He goes, So um, he went and he he went and was Tovel in the Arden, and he was healed. So in the beginning he was making fun of him, and then he went in the Arden, he was Vitzi, but he's healed. He gave him all these things. But he didn't want to receive them from him. He went in front of Elisha and he went and took them. So when Elisha, Elisha the Tzarat, is when he saw Tzarat on, uh, sprouting on the face of Gechazi, uh, so we learned Shemona Tzarat, it's time to get your reward for that. And he says, "What's your reward that you got these? Uh, you took these shmona thing. You're supposed to get your. You already took your reward for shmona, the thing eight shmona shatim we were learning together. You took these eight things. But tzarat naaman tidbak b'cha, and you're going to have um, tzarat on you. That's going to be your punishment. It was aracha adolam. So he he punished him and pushed him away and said, "You did this act. Um, you're going to be um, so. Therefore, you deserve to be a leper." Right. And it's kind of pushed him away with tia dime. And you then, and all your progeny. Yeah, you and all your progeny. That's so pretty. I know, I know. Like, what did he do so wrong? He, I mean, try, I, I don't know if he took it for himself or he took it and put it in in uh, Alicia's bank account. I don't know. But he, he he says you you didn't follow me. You didn't follow my orders. It was kind of really kind of tough on him. Um, so so the Gemara here then has when it says um, uh, never push away somebody. So this is the uh, this is the unedited version. Um, so it says here never push away. Never push away people with the... You should always push away someone with the, the, le, the left hand and pull back with the right hand. Um, so it says here... Um, are those who say, yeah. Always have the left hand drive sinners away and right hand draw them near. So I'm reading in the Steinzels. This is the unedited version. This part was censored here. Um, so it says, This is unlike Elisha who pushed away Gehazi with his two hands. And then it says also, And unlike Yeshua ben Prachia who pushed away Jesus the Nazarene with his two hands. So... Then, then they went to the story of, of Gehazi, and now they're going to go back to the story of um, it's, that was taken out here. That's why there's so much space on the bottom of the Gemara. Whenever you see that, sometimes it's a sign that it was censored. So then, what is the incident? So the Gemara goes, I'm just going to read this to you. What is the incident involving Yeshua ben Prachia? The Gemara relates when, when King Yanai was killing the sages, Yeshua ben Prachia and Jesus, his student, went to Alexandria of Egypt. When there was peace between King Yanai and the sages, Shimon ben Shatak sent a message to Yeshua ben Prachia From me, Jerusalem, the holy city, to you, Alexandria of Egypt. My sister, my husband, is looking among you, and I, am, I sit desolate. The head of the sages uh, of Israel is out of the country, and Jerusalem requires his return. Okay. Yeshua Baruchai understood this message. Or, so Yeshua Baruchai rose and came and happened to arrive at a certain... He went on the way with Jesus to a certain inn. They treated him with great honor. Yeshua Baruchai said, How beautiful is this inn? It's such a beautiful place. Jesus' students said... Uh, but my teacher, the eyes of the innkeeper's wives are narrow. So Jesus thought he was talking, not talking about his, this achsanya, is a beautiful achsanya. He thought he was talking about the woman, the, the woman, the, the, the innkeeper. He says, well, no, she's, she's a, a six. She's not a ten. Because uh, her, 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 her eyes are narrow. I told you, we mentioned this. Narrow eyes are, are, are the opposite of belladonna eyes. Belladonna are wide dilated, which means they're inviting. Ah, okay. So she was not receptive. That's nice. That's, that was... He said that in the show. She's like, stay off, stay away. I'm not, not, I'm not interested. So Yeshua Baruch was like, you wicked one. Do you value that you're, you're thinking about these things, a married woman? And, and he took out 400, I was talking about the inn. He took out, he took out 400 shofar and ostracized him. So he came, Jesus came back to him several times, said to him, accept, accept my repentance. Yeshua Baruch took no notice. One day, he was, uh, one day Yeshua Baruch was, was reading Shema. Jesus came before him. 
And, uh, and Yeshua really wanted to accept his, uh, his request. And, and he signaled him with his hand uh, until he completed his prayer. It was like, one moment. It's like, you know, one moment, Israel, is he like this? One moment. Uh, but Jesus, did, he thought that this was a signal. He thought, he's driving me away. So, you know, he pushed him away. He says, he went and stood, he stood up a brick upright. He put a brick and he served him as an idol and bowed down to it. Yeshua and Prakha said to Jesus, repent. So do tshuva. He says, yeah, I received this tradition from you. Whoever sins and causes the master to sin is not given the opportunity to repent. So I learned this from you. So I learned from Elisha. And the master says, Jesus performed, and then there, that, and this is what Jesus, that's why Jesus went off the path. Then he ended up performing sorcery, setting Jesus to engage in idolatry, and lead Israel astray. So um, this is kind of like a positive spin on, like, on the Jesus it's story. It's kind of the Jesus pushed him away. Yeshua Prakha pushed him away. And, uh, but he was davening. He was, and he said, not now. Yeah. Because we, we don't do that. If we're davening, if someone comes into the shul, if you're in the Shmona Esri, you should still say hello to them. Well, in the Shmona Esri, you're actually not. Well, no, Kedusha. No, no. Even in Shmona, I've heard, even in yeah, Shmona Esri, that if someone comes in and says to you something. Today, I think we do that, but in Gemara, says even if a, a, a snake is around your coil, around right, your Right, well, that's a very famous, right, right, he didn't stop davening. Yeah. But no, my point is this, is simply that, why do they, anyway, I yeah. was learning out that uh, it's not good to push someone away. Yeah. Even if you davening. Yeah. Um, so, these the four people. Gechazin is three children. So we're talking about uh, put, pushing things away with your left and bringing forth with your right. This is like a fascinating thing. Let's say you have to deal with them, pushing them away with your left and bringing them close to your right. So uh, we'll overlook the isha part and maybe tinok. But the, but there's an interesting thing here is um, the yetzer. Right? So you say, uh, you should push away the Yetzer altogether. Get rid of it. Banish it. No. You need Yetzer in your life. Um, and it's even more. You need it more than you're pushing it away. You have to, but you have to be able to control the Yetzer and, and give it its place. Um, and so, your right hand, which is the dominant hand, uh, has better control. Yeah. So uh, one of my rabbis says, you know, it says in the... In the no. We go by the masses, not yeah. by you. Yeah. Yotzim in a claus, guys. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's get a little bit more here. Talking about Chalaim So three Chalaim Elisha suffered for three things he did. If he, at one, a, per, a certain time, uh, he uh, he had these these bears attack these uh, tinakot, so he was punished for that. So he put Gechazi away with Chia Daim. Um, and one sin that he did that he did that he, from which he died. And, and there's a, so I don't, I don't know what, what that sin was, but maybe Rashi says it. Uh, so these are three things, these are three sicknesses that they're talking about, not necessarily three sins. So, until Abraham, there was no sickness. Everybody, there was no, there was no, uh, people didn't age. Everyone would see Abraham, they go, wow, he looks like Yitzchak. Hi, I'm our Hi Yitzchak. Everyone see Yitzchak. Wow, he looks like Abraham. So uh, Abraham prayed that there should be zikna. It's interesting. Like, why would you pray? We're always, we're always praying. Well, when you're young, you're praying to be old. When you're old, you're praying to be young. Why was he praying to be old? I don't know. So, so he prayed to be old, and then, and then God granted that. Uh, let's just see if Rashi says anything out. No, um, didn't say anything about that. Okay. Um, there was no chulsha in the world. There was no weakness and God or, or uh, fatigue or weakness. And then God and he ended up praying for it and, and, and it happened. So why would you pray for that? Maybe Rashi explains that. So if people just died immediately. You wouldn't have time to, to. You wouldn't have time for closure. So that's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's pretty. That's a good idea. Adalisha la 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 hava inish chalish the the mifta the the mitpach. But Adalisha uvarachma veitpach. Shnemar Adalisha chalat choyo asher yamupo. So until Adalisha, uh, until Adalisha, I guess. Uh, what's the itpach? Is that to be healed? Um, there was no ill person who recovered. Yeah, Elisha prayed and for mercy and was recovered. Um, so until Elisha, people didn't weren't recover from their people didn't recover from their. I don't. Know, that's interesting. Right? Basically, recover from their. Yeah, that basically, you looked young. You didn't get weak. You just boom died. Yeah. So it brought more. Was, yeah. And so there was no warning, basically. Yeah. To do tshuva. 
to do tshuva, to no, no, set your affairs in order, to, to right, realize that your days are finite. Yeah, it's interesting, because like, maybe they're going back to Alicia here, like, you brought this healing energy into the world, and you, you should have used that with, uh, with Gehazi, where it's like, mm-hmm. finally ending with that, like, trying to point to that, that idea, because the sugya ends with that. Now we're actually moving to the next Mishnah. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, well, we can leave off there, because it's another Mishnah. Shmuch. 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 Interesting, like David, I never thought about it this way. 